Welcome to the RV Podcast. This is episode 552. I'm Mike Wendland. This is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. Underneath the picnic table is, is our Bo. dog, Bo. Keeping us and safe. We're coming to you from location, on location at our summer gathering, the RV Lifestyle Meetup at Mackinac. We are at the top of the Michigan of the Mitt, Mitt on the shores of Lake Huron, right across from Mackinac Island. And uh, that's uh, on our agenda to visit this week with uh, about uh, 50 or so of 50 our... 50 of uh, our closest friends. Yep, yep. And uh, we're really excited to be here. Um, we are uh, going to do some fudge tasting and hanging around a campfire on the beach, touring the island, uh, touring uh, this part of northern Michigan, and I bet some of our people even head over to God's Country, which is right over the Mackinac Bridge, the UP. They're crazy if they don't. If you're this far north, go up into the Upper Peninsula. And uh, we want to thank our sponsors, by the way, who are providing some great gifts and giveaways and help us uh, uh, do these meetups uh, at least uh, two a year. We do, actually, we do three a year, mm -hmm. counting our winter camp out. But uh, they include Battleborn Batteries, uh, OB, uh, Organized OB. And we've got Camping World. Yep, The Dirt is there. Harvest Hose. Keystone RV. And more ride. And we should point out that we are actually in a Keystone RV uh, for this. We're doing a review on uh, the carbon um, toy hauler. It's, it's a 50-foot RV. We'll, we'll have a video review on it in a couple of weeks. But uh, we wanted to do the review. And uh, we said, well, let's just use it at the meetup. So it's, uh, it's right here. And it's we'll, sitting uh, right there. We'll, uh, we'll give you a couple of quick views on our YouTube video of the podcast. And then we'll eventually have a video review of it as well. But we have our other RV, too, which is our, uh, our Class C Leisure Travel Vans Unity. And it's sitting right next to us. And Leisure Travel Van is also one of our sponsors. Our theme for this week uh, is uh, we're going to talk a little bit in depth about our Facebook group and how it has become a true connection, a camper's connection to help people answer questions. And I, I think you'll be amazed at just how this can help you in your planning. It's all free. And uh, we are uh, delighted to, to share some of the insight on that as, as, it, as it reaches almost Within the next month, it should be uh, 200,000 people. 200,000 people. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, we do have a fall gathering coming up. We talked about that last week, and uh, we should tell them about that one. Uh, the fall gathering is sold out. But? It's because it's going to be so cool and so much <laughs> fun, but there is a waiting it's list. It's in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to go to the Grand Ole Opry. And uh, we're going to go have fun. We're going to tour Nashville and see the sights that are to be seen, take in some country music, and relax and enjoy. But if you are interested uh, in getting on the waiting list, there's always some cancellations. And as we get a little bit closer to that fall date, which is the first full week in October, we um, usually can free up a couple more spots and uh, we'll fill that with our waiting list. And you can get that. We'll put a link. It's rvlifestyle.com slash Nashville and you can try that. Um, big part of any gathering is cooking. Yeah, and uh, so we have, we got recipes for you. Yeah, um, this is uh, of course uh, our sister blog. We have a couple of sister blogs and uh, uh, the most recent one is campingfoodrecipes.com and uh, if you haven't been there yet, the whole purpose of that blog is to make it easy for you to do meal prep, to cook on site as you're camping, to prepare meals ahead of time, uh, Jerrica Ma is our food editor for CampingFoodRecipes.com, uh, 
and uh, she has a great one for you. It's uh, my two favorite meals, breakfast and dessert. Uh, sweet cream pancakes. And a salad for a crowd. A salad for a crowd. Here's Jerrica. Hey, Mike and Jennifer and Camping Foodies. Jerrica here with CampingFoodRecipes.com. And this week, I didn't want you to think that we forgot about breakfast um, because breakfast is just as important on a camping trip as any other day. And I know that a lot of times a go-to for campers is that just add water pancake mix, which it is really convenient. Um, and it's tasty enough, it gets the job done. Um, but we actually have a sweet cream pancake recipe that is so much better. And uh, you can even make the dry mix in advance and then just add the wet ingredients on your camping trip um, in order to enjoy really delicious pancakes every morning of your camping trip. Um, so we have that easy recipe um, and you know packaging tips and everything like that on there. Um, we also recommend um, on that same camping trip making our uh, fruit bowl, um, our fruit salad for a crowd. And even if you're not traveling with a crowd, you can make this fruit salad um, and then just eat off of it your entire camping trip. And um, a scoop of it goes great on those pancakes as well. Um, another great thing about that fruit bowl is it includes a sweet fruit dip that is so easy to make, but it's so delicious. Like if you have any little ones that are really picky and it's hard to get them to even eat fruit, just you know, add a little scoop of this fruit dip and they'll be gobbling it down. So both of those are great options just to have quick and easy and delicious um, breakfast and snacks throughout your camping trip. So be sure to check that out. And also don't forget to go to campingfoodrecipes.com to submit your favorite camping food recipe. We'd love to hear um, what you and your family enjoy whenever you go camping. Um, we have an easy form that you can just complete and submit your recipe and, um, and then hopefully get to see it featured on our website. So thanks again and I will see you next week for our camping food recipe of the week. So I'd like to do those uh, pancakes tomorrow morning. <laughs> I got a blackstone griddle. We'll put them out here and make some pancakes up. And she was saying the salad is supposed to be so good that it could be dessert. Yeah. All right, when we come back, our interview of the week, and we're going to talk this week, as I say, uh, about uh, our uh, RV Lifestyle Facebook group and how it can really enhance your RV lifestyle. So stay with us. Jennifer and I bought some land just west of Nashville, Tennessee, in a 5,300-acre estate, a beautiful collection of mountaintop properties called the Woodlands at Buffalo River. For us, it was the anecdote to crowded, expensive campgrounds and the end of worrying about reservations. These are big properties, 5 to 250 acres, and you can build a house, a cabin, outbuildings, or RV year-round starting at $79,900. Your property, your way, 100% ownership, and the scenery is breathtaking. You can landscape, garden, bring your pets, build what you want to. There's high-speed internet, and it is so private. It's a great place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations. It's ready whenever you want. This is the final phase now. They are selling these on May 20th by appointment. Five to 250 acre properties from $79,900. There's great financing and big discounts on multi-lot packages. For information, visit MyRVLand.com. That's MyRVLand.com. 
Welcome back to the interview of the week, and this week we have a very special person, Wendy Boyer, who just happens to be our daughter, and Wendy is in charge of uh, monitoring all the uh, people that make comments. No, she has, uh, it's not a single person job because you have a whole bunch of helpers, don't you? Oh yeah, we have some amazing volunteers. Now Wendy does a social media buzz segment every week for us, but since she is up here at Mackinac with us, working our meetup at Mackinac, uh, instead of having to record it, we said, well, come on on the podcast live. So we've got her live and we'll see how this goes, right? Right, we'll see. <laughs> All right, so let's start a little bit by talking about uh, how big our RV Lifestyle Facebook group really is. Yeah, we've really taken off in the last year. We are almost at 190,000 people. And who knows, we might be there now because I haven't checked the numbers <laughs> this morning. But we're getting some days as many as 1,000 people trying to join. 1,000 days. Now, uh, 1,000 people a day is just amazing. So you obviously have a team of volunteers, moderators yes. who help you out. Oh, they're amazing. And yeah. uh, if, if you've had moderation experience, uh, contact us. Um, you can write us at uh, uh, team at rvlifestyle.com. We'll put it in the description below and we can talk to you about that because you always need more help, right? Yeah, we could always use a few more people to keep eyes on the group. But you know, the thing we want to talk about is just what a resource this group has become. Uh, mm -hmm. For all practical purposes, I'm going to say we're 200,000 because we, we will be at 1,000 a day before the next month is over. So um, with 200,000 people, um, most of them pretty active users, right? Oh yeah. It, it, the group is just... I love the group. I kind of see it as like a campsite. You know, we're at a campsite right now in northern Michigan and we were walking around here last night and it just struck me as a neighborhood. Kind of reminded me of where I grew up for years with kids running all around and the parents are there and just friendly, everyone talking and interacting. And I feel like our Facebook group provides that for people, just a really friendly um, community to help each other. Because sometimes we need some help. Yeah, we do. I'd say quite often we need help. <laughs> I mean, we were at that group like crazy when we first got our first RV. Yeah. yeah. and Our first trip. So how do, how do most people use the RV Lifestyle Facebook group? Well, there's really a variety of ways people use it. Some have a question. We get a lot of people with questions. Um, maybe their refrigerator isn't working how it should. Or maybe they're just not sure if their truck is the right size to pull their trailer or internet. We get a lot of questions about internet because let's face it, a lot of the internet connections we have at campgrounds isn't that great. So sometimes people have very specific questions, sometimes they're general questions. And what I love is that um, people post it and there's so many folks who are friendly, who are willing to help and encourage. And uh, to me, that's, that's kind of a big one. So somebody posts a question, mm -hmm. how long is it taking for her to get an answer? Sometimes seconds. Literally. Uh, literally. Sometimes you might have to wait a few minutes. A um, few minutes? Yeah. yeah. Now, have you tried calling a dealership? Have you tried calling your RV dealer or with a question or a manufacturer? We're talking seconds or minutes for a response. Yeah. Uh, and some of these, it, it just amazes me. You, you have two to three hundred replies in just a few hours. Yes. Yes, we do. What does that tell you about RVers? RVers are helpful people, that's what I mean. I think the group is RVing at its best very often because people are friendly and it's, I don't know if this sounds kind of corny, but I see it as kind of like old fashioned 
people put their differences aside, connect over the common love of camping in the outdoors, and it's, um, I love that. To me, it's, it's the best. And I think there is no such thing as a dumb question. Yeah. Because we all start out and we don't know. Mm -hmm. And you have to have a safe place where you can go and ask those questions. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of criticism about social media, about rude people, mm -hmm. nasty people, mm -hmm. trolls, mm -hmm. and with the group, nearly 200,000, you have to see your share of those too. Unfortunately, we do. You know, what is it, less than 1%, but when you have 200,000 people, that less than 1% can be a pretty large number. That's why we need moderators. Yes, yeah. yes, and we always encourage everyone, if someone's being what you just said, to report them so we can kick them out, suspend them if they need, you know, just maybe a, a second chance, but uh, depending on how bad what they, what they do is. And how does somebody report them? Uh, you can just click that on Facebook. They give you that option with a right click by where the dots are in the post. If you look at the right hand side of the post, there's three little dots. Click that and it will say report this to admins and Wendy and the team will get a chance to see that and then it will, will notice it. It'll escalate it up to a report and we yep. can deal with the thing. And, yep. and, and I think that's one of the secrets. People uh, are willing you know to help take ownership of the group too, our community. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that about the group. People you know sometimes you do have one of those people who's yeah. not nice and then I love it because I'll see someone saying hey that's not nice you were new <laughs> once don't do that and that's great and then just yes. report them too so because that will flag it to our attention so we can take care of it. Yep mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. it, it's amazing to have watched this thing grow. We've oh. had so much fun with it. It's, yeah. uh, I, I find myself using it all the time I should confess, I have a secret name. <laughs> when I have to ask a really dumb question, I will go in under a different name I have. And uh, I know you're not supposed to do that, but hey, it's my group, I can do it. But I just don't want people to know how dumb I am, you know? And I've gotten help myself a couple That's of funny. times. Yeah. I didn't even know that. No, I, don't, I shouldn't have confessed that. Maybe I better edit this out, I don't know. Uh, but uh, talk about some of the, the friendships that you've seen uh, uh, happen yeah. and, and uh, how it helps people with trip planning, things like that. Yeah, yeah. I love seeing it. Sometimes we'll see posts and someone will say, hey, I'm at this place. This is a great campground. And then someone else will say, I'm there right now. And then they meet. Um, <laughs> we even had a, some members of the group want to have stickers for people to put on their rigs. So you could walk around the campground and if you see one of those stickers, you know they're part of the Facebook community and go introduce yourself. We do have them. I think you can order them uh, from our merch store. Yeah. And, but they're small. We should actually make bigger ones. Yeah. Really. You can put on the back of your units. But yeah, we do have those. We yeah. do. We do. And I think even experienced RVers, sometimes, you know, you can do your Google search. You can look at your trip advisor. But it's just helpful to have a real camper give you suggestions of what the campground's really like or what is what there is to do in the community. I've used it for that and have gotten some good tips on things I needed to, I didn't know about that I needed to include in my travels. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, it's so much fun having Wendy join us. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun being with you guys. Yeah. Now, a lot yeah. of people don't know that you are our daughter, uh, but you have been a camper for, uh, well, you grew up camping. Yeah, us, so. I was I like two or three. <laughs> and oh, now yeah. that you're a bona fide media star in your uh, own no. right, we, <laughs> no. can, we can say that. Um, no. But, but uh, you do love camping. You, Absolutely. Uh, uh, our two granddaughters, Wendy and Dan, her husband's uh, uh, two children, of uh, their campers, they like the outdoors. And, yeah. Uh, 
what is it? The family that camps together stays together, I think. You know? uh, it's, it's a great bonder, great de-stressor. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. So somebody, uh, a lot of people have not yet uh, joined the group. And if they want to join the group, if you want to be one of those 1,000 a day, uh, what goes through, what do they have to do to join? Yeah, so we do run... Um, everything every participant request through filters so even though there's a thousand a day sometimes trying to join not all of them get in when you try to post or comment you'll have four questions that appear automatically through from Facebook and it's really important they answer all four of those questions especially the one about agreeing to follow the rules because um, we run everything through a filter and if someone hasn't answered any questions or didn't agree to follow the rules, we just filter them right out. Yep. Um, another thing is you really need to have a profile picture. Um, and some people just don't take the time to do that. But unfortunately, that's also a Facebook thing where if you don't have a profile picture, people might think it's a fake account. And, so. and often that's what spammers do is yeah. they get us an account. Uh, and, and trolls and those kinds of people that we don't want in the group and they don't have a thing. They also should have, there's some of them, if, if you have a very new Facebook account, mm -hmm. we check you out a little bit more because that's just another tactic that spammers do. Yeah, and if your account's less than three months old, Facebook will actually not even let you post. So it needs to be a little bit older. Yep. Otherwise, you know, you can, unfortunately you can see everything whether you're joining or not. Yep, so, yeah. so it's important to answer the questions. and. The rules, the rules are pretty simple. You know, they're yeah. be, be, be nice, be nice, you know? <laughs> be nice, and don't try to sell things, even if it's yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and you know, no politics, no yeah. controversial topics, and um, we're really tough on uh, people who want to be negative and critical and nasty. And as soon as you start criticizing someone, they're gone, and, and we don't let them come back. You know? you know, I think it's something people don't realize. If you wouldn't say that to somebody's face, don't type that message. Right. No. Right. Yeah, it is. Uh, so you, I'll brag you up a little bit here, but how much time a day do you personally spend on this? Uh, a lot. I don't, hours and hours. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, three and to four like, hours we have a whole team. Yeah, you know? we do. Yeah. And they're amazing. They really are. And we need all the eyes we can just trying to keep the group friendly and that includes all the members just you yep. know looking out for the group too it's a group ownership thing and, and we should point out mm -hmm. that um phyllis carr who's also part of our team who now kind of runs content uh, management and phyllis takes care of the website um phyllis is actually out in front greeting some of our check-ins uh, early check-ins at our uh, gathering uh, phyllis really uh, helped set up all of the stuff on our facebook group and to break up phyllis a little bit Phyllis uh, is also the author of a book on Facebook and social media. So mm -hmm. she was a co-author of that with a friend and used to run a school. So we have some real expertise in our in our Facebook group. Phyllis uh, is great. Yep. Yeah, uh, so we're um, delighted to have you up with us at Campground when he goes to uh, all of our meetups. That's this Phyllis, and we've got uh, some of the other team members that we'd love to bring them along too at, at future gatherings. But uh, to join the group, just uh, we'll put a link. It's uh, rvlifestyle.com slash Facebook. And remember, you're going to get some questions, and they got to answer those questions. Answer the questions, yeah. Especially the one about following the rules. Yes. And, and uh, it's a shame that you have to have rules, but... But you do. You do, yep. yep. Um, if everybody's as nice as, as you are, Wendy, dear, uh, <laughs> we're, all, we're all in good shape. Yeah. All right. 
um, thanks for being with us for the interview. And we'll, when we come back, um, we've got uh, the news of the week. Stay with us. The one thing that can ruin a perfect RV trip is a bad mattress. And believe us, we know over the years, we've tried many and found them all wanting until now. Now we sleep on the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Quite simply, it's the best we've ever slept on. We chose a queen-sized Aurora Luxe medium firm mattress that arrived tightly rolled in a box. All we had to do is put it on the bed, unroll it, and wait for it to recover from the compression. Then we put the sheets and the bed covers on, and we found we slept so well on it that we ordered another one for our home. That's how comfortable it is. Our sleep is now so luxurious and deep that we can't imagine using a different mattress. Shipping is free, and if you're disappointed with the current mattress in your RV, you owe it to yourselves to try the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Brooklyn Bedding sends out all of their RV mattresses from their own factory in Arizona. That means they're able to use premium materials at a reasonable price for you with no middleman bringing up the cost. And right now, if you visit rvmattress.com slash rvlifestyle, you'll get the maximum discount off your mattress with the promo code rvlifestyle. Again, use the promo code rvlifestyle for a big discount on your RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. We're sure you'll be as thrilled with your RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding as we are with ours. It really is the most comfortable mattress we've ever slept on. Well, now it's time for the RV News of the Week, and we've got quite a few stories for you. And the first one is a bit of a bizarre story. Anybody who's planning to travel to Elko, Nevada this week, you want to be aware of Mormon crickets. What? I, I have never heard of Mormon crickets. Mormon crickets. Uh, the uh, town is, was in the news this week as swarms of crickets hit, covering walls, roads, and everything in their path. Apparently, they look like grasshoppers. They destroy crops, and they sound like rain on a roof. Hmm. And uh, the bugs, they don't bite or sting, so that's good. But they are also apparently swarming other towns, specifically in parts of southwest Idaho and southeast Oregon. Mormon crickets. Hmm. Who'd know there was such a thing? Hey, there's a big uh, RV news industry story about uh, Camping World this week as uh, they continue to grow and expand. They are going to do something a little different. They are going to uh, open up a bunch of brand-specific dealerships uh, that are they're going to be eventually all over the country dedicated to specific RV brands. And the first one will be in California, uh, and it's going to be for Jayco uh, RVs. So a Jayco store selling that particular brand. Uh, that's going to be at Morgan Hill in California, and it's... Uh, the, the company plans uh, to make that the first of a whole bunch. Uh, they're going to either open, acquire, uh, or convert brand exclusive locations around the country into a network of dealerships. Uh, so I think that's pretty good. As you know, they might have 10 different brands at a Camping World store. So they're going to form out some of their farms and just have one specific brand, which will, I think, probably give them many more models that you can tour so you can actually see more of the particular model if you like that brand. I can't wait to see how yeah. successful this is. This yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah, it's good. They have gotten bigger and better and I know they have really, Camping World's had a lot of bad press uh, a few years ago uh, in service and in sometimes in sales but they have really 
uh, worked hard to, uh, to to do that. We bought our last RV from them and have been, you know, just really happy. We couldn't believe they even had a little area of welcome sign for us and a little gift for Bo. And it wasn't because, you know, we're YouTubers, it's because we were customers. And I, I was just very impressed. I've been mm -hmm. very impressed with their service. Uh, I think they're really trying to um, recover the, that bad reputation and, and do a good job. But uh, good luck to them on those brand-specific uh, stores. I think that's interesting. And moving on to another story, a three-year-old girl who went missing from a Colorado campsite was found at 1.50 a.m. after hours of searching. The little girl was camping with her family when she disappeared around 8 p.m. Her family said they uh, only took their eyes off her for a minute and she was gone. They tried texting for help, but because they were in a remote area with poor cell reception, it took some time for their message to go out. When rescuers arrived, complete with a canine unit and helicopter, they immediately went to work, and she was found after about two hours of searching. And rescuers said the story highlights the importance of not letting small children out of your eyesight for even a minute, especially when camping in remote areas. So a, a good, a good uh, ending to that, and uh, we're, we're happy the little girl is found. It prompted us to do an interview uh, in a future episode of the podcast with a woman who specializes in finding lost hikers and campers, and, and she'll be on in a couple of weeks, and you'll find that really interesting. Um, but uh, that's, a, that's a great story. Um, this is a, a sad story about, and we, we report this because again there's a lesson to be learned in this story, but a toddler, a little one-year-old toddler died last week in the South Carolina State Park, uh, struck by a car in the parking lot uh, with his family. Uh, he darted out between two vehicles and uh, struck by a car. Uh, this happened at Devil's Fork State Park. And we report that because so many people uh, go to a campground and then they grumble and gripe when they see a, a sign that says speed limit five miles an hour. And uh, the reason they have those is because there's little kids there and the kids like the adults are really happy to be camping and uh, they get a little bit more impetuous than they normally would be because they're so excited. So when you are in a campground, follow the speed limits. Five miles an hour uh, is, is I think a reasonable speed in a campground and be alert because little kids they dart, they dart. <laughs> by nature and our heart our, our hearts are so heavy uh with sadness for this family that, that lost a little girl like that and so uh, uh remember her in your in your prayers and the in the family as well uh, but a sad story and then for our last story a man fell four thousand feet to his death recently at the grand canyon skywalk attraction the overlook is 10 feet wide, horseshoe-shaped glass bridge that extends 70 feet out over the rim. It provides visitors with a glimpse of the bottom of the Grand Canyon. So again, I don't know how this guy I don't know got how out this of happened. there. Uh, I do know that people taking selfies is one of, if not the leading cause of accidental falls and deaths. And I know every year we report three and four stories of, and more sometimes of people who have fallen to their death, uh, their death um, by trying to take a selfie getting close to the edge. Don't do that. I don't know if that was the case in this one, but um, it's, it's a great reminder to us all that uh, there are not gan uh, guardrails around most of our national parks and um, it, you know they expect us to be a little, little cautious around 4,000 foot drop-offs. Again, uh, we don't know the details of that story, other than the fact that it, it reminds us of how many do die trying to take selfies. So 
uh, be careful. Be aware of your surroundings, your environment. Don't get so wrapped up in the beauty of what you're looking at that you forget about your footing. All right, when we come back, our RV tip of the week, and uh, probably one of the most important and least understood uh, aspects of an RV in a campground or out boondocking is the RV coach battery. So Brenda from Queen Bee RV has some tips on uh, how you can troubleshoot coach battery problems. That's coming up right after this. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just on a shop. In fact, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you buy $99 or more in merchandise. You'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Okay, now it's time for the tip of the week from Queen Bee RV, Brenda. Yeah, Brenda has a great tip about uh, troubleshooting uh, your RV coach battery. While some RVers associate their 12-volt DC coach battery with simple components like the overhead lights, the water pump and vent fans is truly one of the most important power sources in the RV. Your 12-volt battery system works in tandem with all of the other power sources by way of the thermostats, control panels, and circuit boards on appliances to power things like your heater, furnace, and the refrigerator. The 12-volt system is the command center that tells all the other power sources what to do. Here are a few important tips to keep in mind when troubleshooting and caring for your RV's lead acid AGM or gel coach batteries. Are your lights only working when plugged into shore power? The short answer, there's a chance that the coach battery is dead and the converter charger is the only thing operating the 12 volt systems. If the coach batteries are older, they're probably not receiving much if any charge and the converter is doing all of the work. Your RV converter charger has several functions. In addition to charging the 12 volt DC coach batteries when the RV is plugged into shore power, it can also the assist the batteries in operating certain 12 volt systems that might need some more power like a large slide room. If the batteries have lost their ability to hold a charge, the converter will use 120 volts AC power coming into the rig and step it down to 12 volts DC to then operate all of those 12 volt systems in the RV. If the converter is the only reason that the 12 volt systems are operative, it's probably time for new coach batteries. Some RVers complain that their coach batteries continue to drain while it's in storage. So before putting the RV away for a stretch, you'll want to pay attention to battery care. Did you know that the LP detector is hardwired directly to the 12 volt DC coach battery? There are also other parasitic loads like your TVs, the antenna booster, and some electronics and some of those circuit boards that can all drain battery charge. If you forget to turn off all the 12 volt lights when you put the rig into storage, it won't take long at all to drain that battery. Do you ever wonder if you activate the battery disconnect switch, will that prevent your RV battery from discharging completely? 
Even with the battery disconnect switch activated, the coach battery will self-discharge up to one volt per month. If you're unable to keep it plugged into shore power, put it on a charger when not in use. Testing your RV's power converter could be a helpful tool in troubleshooting too. Your 12 volt DC battery is at 12.7 volts or higher when it's fully charged. Now when you're plugged into shore power, the voltage reading should increase by at least half of a volt. This confirms that your converter is operative. You can check it at the battery monitor panel or by using a multimeter. Your flooded lead acid coach batteries require their own special maintenance to keep them in shape and prolong their lifespan. The FLA battery has water inside and eventually the water will evaporate. If you have serviceable lead acid batteries, you'll need to periodically remove the water fill well caps and then top them off with dis distilled water. The water level needs to be touching the bottom of that fill well area and don't overfill it. The more you use them, the more water they'll need, so check them at least every 30 days. These troubleshooting tips can help you handle some of the common RV battery issues on your own. However, some problems require the expertise of an RV technician, like rewiring 12-volt appliances or components, circuit board issues, and replacing the converter chargers. Hey ladies, are you a female RV traveler? Do you want to learn more about safety, troubleshooting problems, and maintaining your own RV? Head over to queenbeerv.com and click on events to view the locations of our nationwide women's RV workshop tour. We hope to see you there. Now back to you, Mike and Jen. Brenda is a certified RV inspector and uh, her expertise shines in these reports. She'll be back next week with another one. Love those reports. And Brenda has workshops where people can go, especially women. You want to learn more about things that maybe you don't know much about. Yep. So there's workshops. Check as, it out. As she says, queenbeerv.com. Just go there and uh, you can look at uh, view locations of uh, her national women's workshop coming up soon. And uh, if you're a woman and want to have a little more confidence about dealing with your RV, check out Brenda's workshop. That will be great. Time now for the app of the week. And uh, this is just such a simple app that we have used now for over a decade and it gets better and better. The app is called Around Me. Works on both iPhones and Androids and it even works on your Apple Watch. <laughs> uh, it, it's a great thing. I might not always carry my phone, but I always have my watch. Yep, you've been actually using your watch as a phone lately. I have been. And I, I love it, Around Me. Yep. So. Around me, uh, what it does is it is it takes the GPS system on your phone and it returns to you uh, a list of whatever you're looking for, you know, by category. You know, whether it's uh, things like a drugstore or gas stations. Maybe you need an ATM at a bank. You want to find a museum. Want to find a movie schedule? It'll even list that. Uh, all sorts of different categories. It'll even help you find restaurants. And you can look at the menus of many of those restaurants right through the app. Uh, it's, it's a great app, perfect for RVers, because uh, you know, you're always in a strange place. Um, it's great you know, if you're just driving through a place and you want to get some lunch, use that app. It'll show you what restaurants are around you. That's why they call it Around Me. And then you can look at the menus and say, hey, let's go here. Uh, it's also great uh, when you're at a campground and maybe you needed something from a drugstore, you'll find the nearest drugstore. I think the name of the app, Around Me, says it all. What is around you at that time? What I like about it is uh, a lot, all that stuff is handy, but you can then transfer that information 
onto Apple Maps or Google Maps or if you have a GPS system from Navigon or TomTom and many others and it will actually then uh, show up right in your, your GPS uh, uh, app and you can go directions, turn by turn directions. We'll put a link to it in the show notes below. Around Me is what it's called. When we come back, we got a couple of RV questions of the week. Stay with us. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborne batteries. Battleborne batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And battleborne batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And it'll probably be the same on your rig too. Battleborne battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborne batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Okay, you ready for the questions? This week, the first one is from Maria. She says, my husband and I are going to the U.S. to visit the Bourbon Trail in October. Pretty time of year, and you're gonna, it's going to be awesomely beautiful, plus it's fun. We are wondering if we can visit the distilleries by RV. Is there any, are there any restrictions? Should we park the RV in a campsite and take an Uber or taxi? Well. First question is, how much do you plan to sample yeah yeah that, that's the thing you're gonna sample a lot of that product because they all offer you free samples and many of them will let you then buy special drinks and uh, you can you know, some of them even have a little uh, tavern tasting. bar or tasting room that you can you can go if you're gonna do that then you may want to do an uber or uh, take a taxi but we've been to the bourbon trail uh, a couple of times and it's just a fascinating look and we've visited many of the I think it's close to a two dozen distilleries on the trail now. And from our experience, they all have very large parking lots. I guess the, ex the exclusion would be, the exclusion would be if you have a really huge RV that maybe you even have, it's so big you have trouble getting in campground spots. Then I would say don't take it. If it's a towable, really big, sometimes you might not have a good turnaround radius. But most of them have, have ample parking all around it. And, uh, you know, so many people travel by RV that uh, you shouldn't have a problem finding a spot, right? Right. Yeah, they are a lot of fun. We, we're thinking about doing one of our uh, travel guides, the Bourbon Trail, because we've been there twice. And uh, even if you're not a, a, a bourbon drinker, it's fascinating to learn the history of those, those distilleries and how important bourbon was in the history of the U.S. right after the Revolutionary War. Um, and you'll learn so much of that. And Kentucky is just a great place. I was going to say, Kentucky is such a beautiful state. Yep. All right, here's another question. Uh, this comes from Bobby. And uh, says, I currently have a 37-foot Coachman motorhome. And although we love the room it provides, we are considering moving down to a leisure travel van Unity. I know it will be easier to drive trips. We don't usually take long trips. We seem to take weekends or shorter trips to attend grandkid events and usually travel with just my wife and myself along with our King Charles Cavalier. Occasionally we have one or two with us, maybe a second Cavalier. Can you give us your reasoning and likes and dislikes? And this is from Bobby. Well, since we have a Unity, 
which is an LTV, and we have a fifth wheel. Uh, uh, so we have experience, don't we? So we're up with the fifth wheel, and our Unity is right next door. Uh, and um, we actually thought we would get rid of one of them when you know we had we got the fifth wheel. We already had the Unity on order, and uh, we've kept them both. And uh, the reason we have kept the motorhome is for the exact same thing you do the for visiting trips. the grandkids, the short trips. I mean, we love it for short trips, yep. and uh, you could do a long trip in it as well. But we it can, sounds like we do the same thing you do, a lot of visiting our children, because we're to, our children just branch out all across the country. And uh, it's you have your own bedroom, it's easy to park in their driveway or property, it's just a little bit easier to give them the earth space and you have your space, take your food, it's just easier. Yeah, so uh, we like it, we move stock in their driveways, and uh, it's, it's so much fun to have both of them. In. And the fifth wheel, we have room. I call it our little cabin on wheels. We uh, take it someplace where we're gonna spread out and stay a little bit, and we have lots of room. Yep, and again, most people don't need two RVs, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, that's kind of our passion and our work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so we can justify it. But mm -hmm. uh, we do like having both. Uh, in your case, uh, downsizing and, and the, the way you described RVing, I think you're smart in getting a smaller uh, Unity uh, Class C. It has a slide out, so there's plenty of room for the two of you and for your pup as well. Yeah. And a king-size bed, so there's room to share it with the Cavalier pup. <laughs> well, you have the king-size bed, you know, whatever you want to get, whether it's a fifth wheel or yeah. the Unity, you can get a king-size bed. Yeah. So. But it's amazing, people don't realize that in that Unity that there's a slide and that there's a king-size bed. In right. It. A big, you know, it's yeah. a Murphy bed. It's really nice. All right, that's the uh, that's the uh, RV podcast for this week. We would love to get your comments, your questions, your feedback. Uh, our personal email is Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. Thank you guys for being with us. I wish you were all with us. We'll be sharing the, uh, on a lot of social media all the activities at our uh, summer camp out. But uh, we're going to go have some fun with our, uh, our friends that are uh, arriving as we speak. Thanks for watching. Happy trails.